millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. We're here. We've got Ash Gould, Andrew Ryan, Ivor Graham, Natalie Sawyer. How are we feeling about the forthcoming match? Very excited and pumped. Pumped, Ivor Graham, pumped Ash. I don't know, I think I might have picked up a bit of a virus. Oh, really? Yeah, but, uh, you know, we'll give it a go and see what happens. Get your excuses in early. (laughs) Natalie, how are you feeling? I mean, it's your your 11th, 10th go at Glory Hunters. I mean, I'm back for more and I'm loving the fact that I'm a Robin today. Normally I'm a bee. Oh, yes, of course. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to be here and I think we're going to... Have you met Ivor before? Have you ever met Ivor before? No, I haven't had the pleasure. So this is going to be fun. It's going to no, be a nice young man, isn't it? Andrew Ryan. Indeed. Uh, very excited to be back here. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's great to be with Ash as well. He seems to have a great sporting knowledge. So I think we're going to yeah, kick man. on from this and uh, make sure that we, um, we do ourselves proud. There we are. A lot of confidence going in. Let's find out how it goes on Glory Hunters. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Our guests get to fulfil the ambition of a lifetime and represent the team they've always supported in a contest where the winner takes it all. But just who will be the super trooper come the end of the show and who will be crying out an SOS? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. So on today's show, team captain Andrew Ryan is back. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Charlie. Nice to be back here. Is it? Yeah, I played 1-1-1. So fingers crossed I can keep my 100% record. On your team today, you are joined by a man who has been a radio personality for a quarter of a century, most notably on the James Whale Show. It's Aston Villa fanatic Ash Gould. Hello, Ash. Yeah, all right. How are you doing? Thank you so How's much for going? coming yeah. on to Glory Hunters. Yeah, played 0 one zero, oh, so hell. 100% record. It's all up for grabs. Yeah, man. Not a terrible start to the season. Could have been better, yeah. but not a terrible Pretty start. Pretty good, actually. Even the ones we've lost, we've had a, made a good account, haven't we? You know, it was a handball at Arsenal. It was a penalty. Should have won that one. Yeah. And, you know, doing all right. From someone that's just come up. Now, I'm about to do a joke, just so everybody knows. <laughs> okay? There's a long run-up to this joke, yeah. but it is an Aston Villa-based joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, here we go. Um, in the central defence yeah. of the two central de- best central defenders you've got, do you like Mings, or are you loving Engels instead? <laughs> here we go. Anybody? How do we feel about that? How do we feel how the joke went? I loved the run-up. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a long run-up, yeah. and, uh, and we were all wondering where it was going. Now, now you also had a grandfather who was a footballer, yeah, my uh, grandfather played for Hako, won the Austrian League in the 20s, and they were the first team to beat an English side, West Ham, 5-0 in, in England. And uh, What was yeah. the name of the team? Hakoa. Hakoa. Yeah, uh, but they basically got destroyed in the, you know, by Hitler yeah. and the Nazis in the, in the 20s, 30s, really. They all moved to America, so they left a pretty... Uh, Do Hakoa still exist? Is there still Hakoa, a team there? Yeah, there's Hakoa in Australia and in Israel. And, the, but, and there is in Vienna, but obviously it's not the... Um, they won the first fully professional league on the, on the mainland. Europe. Fantastic. Obviously, yeah, it's... it's uh, what position did he play, do you know? He played uh, defence. He had a couple of brothers. One played attack and defence, and the other one, I'm not sure, I think midfield. Is, is, is the team on football manager? I don't know, actually. I, don't, yeah. I, I doubt it. I don't know. Maybe I'll play, play as your granddad on, yeah, on football do, yeah. manager. He was, actually on, uh, he was actually on Antiques Roadshow a couple of weeks ago. I mean, well, not him was. himself. Oh, no, right, he's been right. dead a long time. Yeah. It would be unsavoury. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I uh, know a picture of him in um, one of the Kitchener camps because he came over here, obviously, that's why I'm here. And um, he was in one of those internment camps as an enemy alien, even though obviously he wouldn't be an enemy of, you know. Right, yeah. 
So yeah, there was a pit. Some bloke came in and I, he was spotted on Antiques, on Antiques Road, Road Show. Fiona Coming Bruce up, Fiona, in there. Fiona Bruce. Talking and, about yeah. your granddad. Yeah, incredible stuff. It's like, yeah. it's like question time. Fiona yeah. Bruce talking about our granddad. He's no, the only one no. there with a fag in his mouth and he'd put on a few pounds, <laughs> you know. So the picture was an item for sale on Antiques Roadshow? Yeah, well, yeah. Do you know how much it went for? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think about 30 Reich, uh, Reich marks. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. are. Ashgold, lovely to have you. Thank you so much. Andrew, have you got any relations who played professional sport? Yeah, my cousin Christopher played for Blackburn Rovers Did in he? 1992. Kenny Dugleish bought him for 20 grand. Oh, and he, grand. he played with, he moved over to Blackburn with Shea Given, Damien Duff. He was left back and Thomas Morgan and he was at Blackburn for four seasons and then... So he won the title? Yeah, he was in the squad, yeah. So the, the 92-93 Blackburn Rovers team with Chris Alan Shearer, Chris Sutton, yeah. he sits on the left and Shearer's just behind him. He's got a Premier League winner's medal? No, he never played in the actual first oh, team, but he was in the reserves. Close though. So he then, uh, so yeah, I, was, I saw him a few weeks ago, like, and he played for Blackburn, then Kenny Dalglish left. Anyway, it didn't work out. He ended up going back to Ireland and he played left back for Shamrock Rovers. And then he left Shamrock Rovers and signed for Dundalk, his home team yeah. where he's from. And then he pa- finished up then, he's like in his 40s now. Uh, but yeah, he told me he's in Shea Given's book. Oh, is he? Yeah, he lived in Diggs. With so, what's his name, Christopher? Uh, Chris, Chris Malone, Christopher Malone. But he used to tell me some cracking stories. He used to go around to Kenny Dalglish's house on a Sunday for dinner. Like him and Shea Given and Damien Duff. Yeah. And Thomas Morgan uh, went on to be the Irish under-21 captain where we got to the semi-finals of the under-21 World Cup where we got beaten by Argentina. Obviously, Shea Given and Damien Duff went on to, uh, you know, and it was just one of those things that he just said, you know, a bit of luck here and there. And yeah, it would have been but different. Yeah. Ash Gordon, Andrew, I'm going to go to the other team now. It's, of course, Natalie Sawyer, who continues Hello. to turn up every single week. And alongside Natalie Sawyer is comedian and Swindon Town fan, Ivo Graham. Good morning to you, Ivo. Good morning. And let's hear a bit of you doing your day no, job no, so people know no, who you are. No. I wasn't ready for the sexually competitive world of university, mainly because I refer to it at all times as the sexually competitive world of university. <laughs> also, because I'd spent my teenage years up till that point at an all-boys boarding school, uh, which is not the best way to prep yourself for adulthood. I'm not sure what you did uh, with your Friday nights as teenagers. My Friday nights were spent in the company of about six or seven other students participating in something called the Historical Board Game Society. Now... <laughs> I'm not going to stand here in front of you all and knock the Historical Board Game Society. That'd be a very disloyal thing for a former vice president to do. (laughs) Who needs girls and booze when you're half the Austro-Hungarian Empire on your thumb? Not this legend. Ivo Graham, what were you on there? Ivo, live at the Apollo? That was Edinburgh Comedy Fest Live 2013. Now, you're a Swindon Town fan, Ivo. (laughs) Yes, I am, Charlie. Why? Uh, because uh, I grew up in Wiltshire, so they're my local team. It's a simple yeah. story. Uh, and because uh, it's a roller coaster. We've had some great times. The last few years have been um, a bit more turgid, I would say, sadly. And I think this season is already petering out a little bit. Um, but I love them dearly. Now, you're no, no stranger to a quiz either, are you? Because you've been on The Weakest Link. I have been on The Weakest How Link. How did you show. get on on The Weakest Link? Uh, I, was, uh, I was, sadly, I was The Weakest Link. Oh. Uh, I was third out. Third out, so very that is weak. It was a disappointing performance. And I could have saved myself when it came to the voting, but I voted for the wrong person based on a personal <laughs> grudge. It was a really bad day. Your tactics went wrong. My tactics went very oh, wrong indeed. Dear. Any famous sports stars in your, in your family? Absolutely not, no. Oh, dear. Um, you have a, you have a talent. So I've got something the other yeah, team, yeah. Ash and Andrew at the moment, I think we'll give him a, a goal, head start, yeah. oh. already. Uh, for having famous so, so sports stars in their family. family. It must be terrible not to have a sports star in your family. Oh, oh God. don't hurt these people get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I can claim that my cousin warmed the bench for some team in the early 90s. <laughs> Fine. We've all bought this Chris Malone story. Um, well, you know, you went to eat and so you probably your cousin probably owned the bench. Right, here we go. So the scene is set for Aston Villa v Swindon Town. Welcome to the Premier League 1994. Now, it's the kind of fixture that would give the promo department of Sky Sports a nightmare. But we're going to plough on regardless, and we start with this clip of Ray Parler getting lyrical about the Invincibles. I remember 2003, in my wit with Thierry Henry, that man was murky, he could roast teams like a turkey. Patrick Vieira, that man was our breadwin. Opposition midfielders, he put the fear in. Pat was a skeng man and was no West man, but he wasn't just a hard thing, his game was painting. Us invincibles undefeated mendem. Never looked skits, we all worked in tandem. Wicked. That's not real. Oh, That's, is that Ray Parler? That was Ray Parler in a new low for Glory Hunters there. Here's the question, I want nearest the pin. Uh, you're obviously a goal up already, Ash and Andrew, so I'm going to come to you first. In 339 appearances for Arsenal, 
How many goals did Ray Parler score? In 339 appearances for Arsenal, how many goals did Ray Parler score nearest the pin? We're going to go with 64. We're going to go 64 goals. So the nearest the pin, I vote and Natalie. You can go higher or lower, basically. How many games? In 339 appearances for Arsenal. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, it's nearest the pin, higher. so you sort of need to go. Higher. Okay. Let's go. 21. I'm going to say 21. The answer is 32. I vote and Natalie, you've got that right, which means you have control of the board oh. and the chance to get a two-goal lead with our game. Play your cards right. <laughs> All you have to do is predict higher or lower depending upon the category I select from this set of top trumps. If you lose control of the board, the opposition can steal the goals. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, so our first player is Mesut Ozil, and I'm going to say Caps 70. Do you think Arda Turan for Turkey oh my has gosh. more or less Caps higher or lower? Mesut Ozil 70 Caps, Arda Turan higher or lower? On the caps. Oh, this is a tricky one. I'm I not don't sure. know that much about Arda Turan, but I'm going to say uh, lower. I thought lower. We're lower going to go you lower. Say. Lower than you say? Urzel. Urzel has 70. Arda Turan has 87. Oh. It was higher. Yes. It was yes. higher. The cards yes. can be so cruel. It point, goes no? over. It goes well, over yeah. to Ash and Andrew. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. Arda Turan has scored 15 goals for Turkey. Is that more or less than Graziano Pele for Italy? Gonna go higher. You're gonna go higher. Fifteen goals for Turkey, four goals for Italy. Yes. Graziano, so it was lower. You got that wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said higher. Um, uh, yeah. No, I've got the. Uh, yeah. Graziano Pella for Italy <laughs> has one yeah. trophy. One. One trophy. Okay. Thibaut Courtois. How many trophies does he have? Not for his country, by the looks this of things. I think that's higher. Let's put that. <laughs> So we, do we think Thibaut Courtois has got more than one trophy in his career? Yes. Yes, yes we do. We're going to go higher. You were right to go higher. You've got six trophies. Congratulations. There we are. We're going to now go back. Thibaut Courtois, yes. 31 caps for Belgium. Manuel Neuer, higher oh, or lower? It's got to be higher. We're going to go. Lower. He's got more caps, Neuer. Higher. More caps, Neuer. As more caps, it is higher. Which is his nickname. Okay. Goals. Zero goals. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Zero <laughs> goals. Remember, you get nothing for a pair. Not in this game. Zero goals. Gary Cahill for England. Goals. <laughs> Higher or what lower? Do you More or less than Manuel Neuer. I feel sure he must have scored one. Yeah, exactly. Higher. You're going to go higher. higher. He's scored three goals. Well <laughs> yes. done for going higher. Trophies. Cahill, five. Giroud. Ooh. Higher or lower? Giroud. Oh, but that includes four. International. Hmm. Everything, all trophies. Oh, that's a tough one. Well, I think he would have been there for at least two of Arsenal's FA Cups. And. Gonna push you for an answer. Yes, I think we should say higher for okay, sure. Okay, we'll go higher. Here we go higher. Three trophies oh! on these cards. It's lower. Right, we've got control. It's lower. You've got control right. of the so board. Sorry, right. You can okay, win mate. this. This is it. You can is win this. this. Here we go. Oh, right. this is good. I'm gonna go height. Okay, <laughs> height. Yeah. Giroud is 192 centimetres. He's a tall guy. Diego Costa. Is he literally higher or lower? Literally higher or lower? I think Costa's wider. I think he's a physically bigger man. In terms oh, because of, of that, he can look short, but actually yeah. could be actually higher. Diego Costa, I do not... Giroud is Diego 192 Costa, to me, has CM. a little bit of small man syndrome, you know, because he's always been fighting. So 192 isn't that, isn't that tall. It's only six foot one or two. I think, I think he's smaller, man. Yeah. Diego Costa, higher or lower? What do you think? I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. still don't really understand yeah, higher or lower. That's what so I'm going to go with that Diego Costa is, is smaller you than think he's shorter. Do you think he's shorter. lower? He's lower. He is lower. Yes. 188 centimetres. Yes. There we are. You get nice the two one, goals. Man. Congratulations. So, uh, Aston Villa, you have got three goals now to Swindon Town's zero goals. 3-0 oh. to really. Aston Villa. Still to come. Both teams will try and convince me that they are the biggest club here today. And Sam Allardyce joins us to talk pure nonsense. There are kids out there who would chop their legs off to play for Brighton. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but I can't help it. 
listening to Glory Hunters on TalkSport, where Andrew Ryan and Ash Gould are representing Aston Villa, or Natalie Sawyer and Ivo Graham are on the team sheet for Swindon Town. Right now, it's time for this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Yes, it's my club's bigger than your club, where our two teams go head-to-head to find who is the biggest club in the room at the moment. Losing team goes first. That's currently Swindon Town, 3-0 down to Aston Villa. So, Ivo Graham, will you please tell us why Swindon Town are a bigger club than Aston Villa? Aston Villa, as I'm sure Ash will be, quick to point out are a Premier League club with an illustrious history, but what an embarrassment it would be to actually support them. Swindon is a one-club town. It has been, yeah. OK, it's a one-club town. Everyone supports Swindon. You're not dividing your loyalties with Birmingham City, who are better. Um, you get yeah. a train to Swindon. It's a short walk to the county ground. You have to get a connecting train to Aston Villa. Um, Aston Villa uh, have never tasted sort of real lower league football. You've never won the League Two title. You've never lost the Johnson's Paint Trophy final. I've watched us do both of those things. Um, they shouldn't even be in the Premier League. They only went up because of a, a, a goal that was given to them by Leeds United. Otherwise, they wouldn't, wouldn't have been in the playoffs at all. Uh, <laughs> That's it. There we are. That was Swindon Town. <laughs> a lovely answer. It was a lovely, lovely answer. Ash Gould, could you please tell us why Aston Villa are a bigger team than Swindon Town? Well, that sounded good, but we should have gone up the previous season anyway against Fulham. That was outrageous. Um, we've won Europe. We've won um, seven Who leagues. needs Europe? Well, that's true. Yeah, seven FA Cup before you were even formed. Your main fans, Melinda Messenger, we've got Prince William and Tom Hanks and Stephen Tintin Duffy. Uh, what's that? Yeah, League Two. Your name is the Robins, we're the Lions, so you know you know who wins that. Um, you had Glenn Hoddle, didn't you, play for you? We did. But that was because he, he was a bit like Tony Cascarini, he couldn't get any international duty and he thought you were Sweden at the time. Um, it's true, and, it's um, true. I mean, look at the ground, look at Villa Park. He was powerless to come. Our, our ground is named after our club, very rare in football. Why doesn't that happen with all grounds? That's true, actually. That is Makes a good it point. nice and easy. That, that, that and that's train. the end of that. So there we are. That's Swindon Town v Aston Villa. Now, Ivo, I, uh, liked, I didn't like the fact you said there's no choice. I, I like it where places have a choice of who to no, support. That's true. You have to support uh, You have to support. Like, like, it's basically you've fallen into it. I like Harry. that you brought up the Johnson's Paint Trophy as Talking United once were in the final of the Sherpa Van Trophy, which oh, I believe is lovely. a similar competition. So you got points for that. Melinda Messenger for Aston Villa. I enjoyed that. Um, well, uh, for Swindon, yeah. Which was very, very good. Yeah. The one Europe, just yeah, the just whole of Europe, one, was it? One Europe, yeah, basically, yeah. I did like your argument of Robins v Lions. This is something I regularly do when I'm trying to work out who's going to win. If the mascots were in a fight, who would well, win? It's like Blenheim Palace, you know, because that was to celebrate England beating France and it, it shows the, the lion, which is a symbol of, of this country, yeah. which is the symbol of them beating the French. Um, the Sweden joke was lovely. And Villa Park, that was a very good point that every team should yeah. just be called yeah. the name of, yeah. of their Villa Park. Also, our name is, is symmetrical. Uh, Aston Villa, the, the, the end's a lot. That's like a Toblerone. That's a lovely. It's, 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 what it's a lovely. Cool. So it's like a and shed. Tom Hanks supports. It's almost it's like a shed, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's Tom Hanks supports. That was yeah. a point on for the shed bit, and then one off for Tom Hanks. Oh. So um, I'm going to give uh, Ivan. I'm going to give you five goals, and oh. Ash. I'm going to give you six goals. Oh, very, oh, very fantastic. good. Oh, there we are. Yeah. So that takes the scores to Aston Villa nine, Swindon Town five. Okay, Big Sam Allardyce is a man with a no-nonsense approach to life, a man who doesn't like excessive garnish on either his food or his football. He's adopted the same kind of no-frills approach to punditry as well. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for some others in this field who can offer venture into complete nonsense. Here's Sam with a selection of the worst offenders. All our panel have to do is tell me who said them Originally, losing side goes first. That's still Ivo and Natalie. Here we go. Here is Sam Allardyce reading us the first quote. Who said this? Peter Schmeichel will be like a father figure to Casper Schmeichel. Schmeichel will be like a father figure to Casper Schmeichel. Who said that? Was it Jamie Redknapp, Gary Neville or Danny Murphy? Redknapp, Neville, Murphy. What's your first thoughts, Natalie? Well, I, I... I think I'd dismiss Gary Neville. I just can't imagine he would say He's that. He's too savvy to mm. make a boob like that. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, uh, who was the middle one between it Neville was, and Murphy? Jamie Redknapp, Gary Redknapp. Neville oh, and Danny Murphy. all over. I would have thought it was Redknapp. He's everyone's favourite. Over Jamie Redknapp? Yeah. The answer is Jamie Redknapp. Yes. Congratulations, a goal there. Aston Villa. Here we go. Here's your quote. If there's rain about, it makes the surface wet. Was it A, Lee Dixon? B. Peter Crouch. C. Michael Owen. 
It sounds like something Michael Owen would say, but then maybe that's too obvious. Who was the first one again? On Lee, the, Dixon, Lee Dixon, Peter Crouch, okay, Michael yeah. Owen. Crouch says a few funny. It could be any of them. I think I, I, I think it's too obvious to be Michael Owen, but then yeah, again, it could yeah. be. I, I would I would be leaning more towards Lee Dixon on this one. Yeah, I mean, let's go for that. Lee yeah. Dixon. I, I it was just Michael Owen. Bad oh. news. Oh. No goals there. Swindon the Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natalie, yeah. we come back bluff. to you. Yeah. Here we go. Here is the third quote. There are kids out there who would chop their legs off to play for Brighton. What a lovely quote that is for a Sunday morning. Sam Allardyce reading it for us. But who said it originally? Mark Lawrenson, Robbie Savage or Garth Crooks? Hmm. Robbie right. Savage, surely, I all think the way home. Robbie Savage. It's quote. not Garth Crooks. Gar- Although I- Lauro, you could imagine. Yeah. Lauro, potentially. Let's rule out Garth Crooks, whose Team of the Week articles on BBC Sport every week are one of the slowest reads. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's... Well, you, uh, wanted, you said Robbie straight away. Let's go with Robbie, because I think I that think could be him. Go with Robbie Savage. It is Robbie Savage. Yes. Another yes. goal for you, Aston Villa. Oh, no, we come back. Coming back. Fourth quote. Here it is. He does everything right with his finish, except score. Who said that? Paul Merson, Jermaine Janus, Martin Keown. Merson, right, well, Janus, Keown. Merson was a striker, yeah. wasn't he? So he wouldn't Jermaine say that, Jenis is a midfielder and Martin Keown is a defender. Sort of thing he'd say, say Keown. I'll go for Keown. Being a defender, he's not really going to be talking about it that much, is he? Scoring goals. You're welcome to show as much of your working as you want, but we need an answer. <laughs> it's, my, it's my quiz, thank you. A goal off for I'm going to take over the quiz. There we are. I'm going to go Keown. Yeah, let's go, Keown. You're going to go for Keown? Yeah. It is Martin yes. Keown. Congratulations. Oh, okay. You score a goal there. So the scores at the end of that round are Aston Villa 10, Swindon Town 7. They're coming back. If there's, the only, uh, if there's only one Sam Allardyce, shouldn't it be Sam Allardyce? It's a lovely bit of grammatical. Can I use that? You can have that one, Ivo. There we are. Next up, something not for the faint-hearted as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics, a round that will feature opinions such as the winners of the Scottish Premiership should play in England and Jeff Hurst is overrated. Find out who's responsible for such blasphemy next on TalkSport. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. At this point, I want you all to risk the wrath of all decent thinking people in the round we know as Sporting Heretics. Yeah, Sporting Heretics. In this round, I'm going to invite each of our panel to deliver a piece of pure sporting blasphemy, the kind of thing that most people would regard as simply unthinkable before launching into the mother of all Twitter storms. However, you are free to express your thoughts within this safe space, however disagreeable they may be. In fact, the more shocking they are, the more you'll score. Ash Gould, I'm coming to you first. Sir Jeff Hurst was overrated. No, I'm talking about he, he was never heard of before, was he? Before that, that day, and he's never been heard of since, apart from moaning about stuff, about how much they get paid now. But I mean, we'd have all scored the first goal, because <laughs> it was the only place to be on the pitch and it hit him and went in. The second goal, well, it wasn't a goal, was it? And VAR has, has proven it was about a metre in front of the line. And the third goal, the people were on the pitch well, you stop playing, you have a drop ball. Uh, obviously, the keeper had, had, had thought the game was over as well, and he just hoofed it. He was hoofing it uh, into row Z, uh, and it ended up in the back of the net. And so you think he's overrated? Very much overrated. And, oh, of course, Jimmy Greaves should have been, should have yeah. been in that match. Of course, he's, that is, that, is that the end of your argument? Yeah, I mean, isn't that I completely enough? disagree. Ash, it's good news for you. I completely disagree with you. I That's think good, it's, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think your argument is an utter disgrace. Yeah. Um, you say that no one's ever heard of him since. He's been a stamp, a coin... He's a statue. Yeah. Um, Insurance he's, he's, salesman. He's got a knighthood. All these things. So I don't think. I think we have heard of him more or less every day and every time anyone speaks about the World Cup in this country, we've heard of him since. So that's no good. The fact that Jimmy Greaves wasn't playing meant that he wasn't didn't reach the heights he could have he could have reached, which meant we got Saint and Greavesy, which was exactly. the absolute joy of my yeah. Saturday afternoon. Well, I thought Greavesy was just a TV, a TV presenter. I didn't realise he was such a great footballer. We couldn't have all scored the first goal. We've got to be in, you know, I've gone through the whole academy and West Ham well, system. Well, they say that about Lineker, don't they? Oh, he was in the right place. Rubbish. Everyone, that's the only place to There we are. I completely disagree with you. And for that, I'm going to give you nine goals, Ash, yes. which is a lot of goals. Nine goals. Ivo Graham. All football managers should have a three-year contract and have to see it out. Absolutely they should. Too much chopping and changing. That's the modern game. Ever heard of a little thing called 
forced loyalty, hands behind your back. I think it would mean that more managers could see out the medium to long-term game plans that they often claim they were never given a chance to. And also, if it wasn't working out, there'd be nothing more fun than watching opposing teams rot while these managers saw out the end of their contract. We'd have seen the full three years of Moyes. We'll never know how the full three years of Moyes could have got. I mean, obviously he was meant to have, was it seven or eight? Uh, but, but at least three. But then you've also got, you know, imagine, imagine John Carver managing Newcastle for three years. Imagine, imagine, imagine how low they could have gone. Obviously, terrible news for Goose Hiddink, who only comes in for half a season. Firefighters like Goose would not, uh, uh, not be able to live their commitment-phobic lifestyles. Uh, but again, but it would make manager, it would make clubs more careful before, uh, uh, before who they chose. I don't think Bob Bradley would have become manager of Swansea if it was a three-year decision. And also, uh, you, you can say that that, you know, it would create these these sort of seasons where just, you know, so waiting for a manager to wind down. But sometimes that's when the best things happen. Leicester only really won the league because, because Pellegrini was basically uh, sort of seeing out his contract at Man City and they were just waiting to become a force again. And so new clubs step into the breach. The problem is you're looking like you agree with me. So I've problem. actually played the game the, very badly. The, the problem is I, your, your, your answer is so good. You've, you've convinced me. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a really great point. We would have loved seeing John Carver at Newcastle, though I don't see how they could have done worse than they have actually done. So that is a bit of a shame. I hope Steve Bruce Newcastle gets United. <laughs> exactly. Um, what about a six-month rolling contract? That's what Talk United managers normally get. Right, OK. It's, it's just a six-month rolling thing. OK, that's good. Anyone can leave at any point. Uh, I would say I'd say, I'd say that's, got, that's, that's the opposite end of the spectrum, but that's a bit of fun. I, I'd tell you another thing I would like is that um, uh, fans should have to become the manager for a month. That's a different argument, and I'm afraid I'll take a goal off you for oh, that no. as well. <laughs> Don't, you tried to slip a different argument in, and you did appeal. Unfortunately, your argument appeals to my sense of loyalty, which I truly believe in one of the most and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, that's what they say yes. I'm gonna the times I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two goals two, two goals. goals I'm afraid Sorry, Ivo it's bad fine. news I'm a reasonable man Andrew Ryan local players for local clubs keep it local basically you can only play for a team of for the area that you were born in there is no such thing as transfers anymore so for example if you were born in Merseyside you can only play for Everton Tranmere or Liverpool you have to register at the age of 12 to your committed area so for example like you're a Torquay supporter the next Cristiano Ronaldo could have been born in Torquay but he has to play for Torquay next to a plumber do you know what I mean? So there's none of this sort of like money money buys trophies. You could only play for that area. I think it's a better way to go because what would happen then, we would mirror it on the Irish football, Gaelic football, which is you could only play for the county that you're born in. So, for example, there would be more money sent for facilities for younger people. So, in so for example, like you would have in the northeast of Middlesbrough, some Teesside, you can only play for Hartlepool or Middlesbrough, but then there'll be equal division of money. So everyone gets an equal opportunity, which means... People like Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham and Arsenal have a great chance of being. <laughs> and that is something I dream of <laughs> seeing. So local, local players for local teams, no transfers. If you are born in France, you can't move to England. So I would keep it local and from now on, that's how it would work based on the area. So catchment areas, age catchment 12. Areas, like, a school, age 12. Like, a, like a school catchment. You yeah. get, you'd get people moving into the area. So Ivor, you were born in Swindon, yeah? Uh, well, I was actually born in Tokyo, so it'd be quite a complicated. Tokyo, oh, lovely. Oh, well, uh, so basically, uh, 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 so basically. Uh, 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 Arsene Wenger's team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he can only play for Tokyo United or Grandpass. Tokyo City. <laughs> Grandpass <laughs> Gran- eight. Eight. Grandpass eight. eight, yes. Is yeah. Ivor Graham. I'd Sam. love to play for Grandpa's age. So basically, if you're, a, if you're a Man United fan, you can only have people born in Man- Manchester United. So therefore, you have to support your local community. You have to invest in local yeah. facilities. And tough luck if you're, if you're only as good as your yeah. community. You still have gigs and, and skulls exactly. and Nicky Butt. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. I know a yeah. lot of football fans won't be happy because if you're from, I don't know, like Portsmouth and you've only got a yeah. small couple of hundred thousand people, yeah. it's tough luck. Peter Crouch. Yeah. But it's Get over it. So it's hanging. Is it where you're born or where you are when you're 12? Well, born, no, you can, from, from when you're born. No, I'm not going to lie. Or puberty, I haven't thought out the puberty? full details of this because yeah. it's just an idea yeah. I was asking. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just take London as, a, as an okay, example. Okay, so if you're so born in London, London you have 12 to 15 clubs in London. Clubs. You have the choice of playing for any of those teams. Any club in London. In those, those teams. Which is what they do anyway. Yeah. I, I, I half agree, but there's just something that feels he's a, not bit, thought it through. a bit too tribalistic about it yeah. to me. He kept slapping the table to make it sound more Football's tribalistic enough as it is. Ivan, I'm going to take another goal off you in a minute. You continue to chip in. The only thing I do like about it is that the current 
I don't know if you saw the Wales game the other week where yeah. Kiefer Moore came on and scored for Wales to, to put them 1-0 up. I don't know if you saw that. He's from Torquay and we would really do well with him up front at the moment. So you're getting some goals for that because I liked it for that. I was stuck between the two. I'm going to give you five goals, Andrew. Five. Fantastic. There we are. Natalie, here we go. The Scottish Premiership winners should the following season play in the English Premier League. Absolutely. So for one season only, it's kind of essentially a footballing gap year for the Premiership winners in Scotland. So the reigning league champions absent for a year there, which would lead to a greater turnover of teams winning the title in Scotland, which can only strengthen Scottish football. And believe me, they need it right now, don't they? Um, So we're looking at strengthening the SPL. And uh, Scotland last qualified for a tournament, obviously, as we know, in 1998, 21 years ago. That is a real shame for Scottish football fans. So I'm trying to boost the uh, Scottish football by improving the standard of the SPL. So this could be the test that Scottish football needs. Each year, its best team, its best players compete in the Premier League, but not as a poor relation, but by playing for pride and proving that whether it's domestic or international Scottish teams, they can compete at the highest level. Mm, dear, it's a terrible one, isn't it? It's really Surely bad the championship idea. would be better. It's you know, a really no, bad no, idea. Because where do they really? go in? Who gets who gets relegated? How many people get relegated? Well, of where course, there's a bit of admin to do. Yeah. Quite a lot Again, of I have but also, it's also really disrespectful to the Scottish Premiership, isn't it? Because Good, it's, it's saying that it's a, a less, a lesser, a lesser division. It, it? Can I ask a question? Of course. If Celtic win the Scottish Premiership, yeah. goes down to the Premier League, yes. and then wins the Premier League, yeah, what happens yeah. then? What happens then? Do well, they, they then have to go back? back? They have to go back. One of the English things, guys. Luckily for you, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Luckily for you, and I'm going to give you ten goals. There we are. It's a terrible idea. So at the end of that round, it is Aston Villa. 24, Swindon Town 19. Still to come, we travel back in time to a momentous moment in each club's history, a time of heroic defeat for England and football that was out of this world. I'm going to step off the limb. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That's still to come on Glory Hunters on TalkSport. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Glory Hunters here on Talksport with me, Charlie Baker, where Ash Gould and Andrew Ryan are representing Aston Villa, while Ivor Graham and Natalie Sawyer don the colours of Swindon Town. It's time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both clubs' history. Ash and Andrew, you are currently leading. We go back to 1982 and this. Shaw. Williams prepared to adventure down the left. There's a good ball played in for Tony Morley. Oh, he must be! And it is! Peter Will! Villa in the lead! 
Yes, Peter Wythe's goal against Bayern Munich meant Aston Villa were crowned European champions and the sixth consecutive English team to win the trophy. But what else do you remember of that year, 1982? Oh, you are currently on 24 okay, goals. 1982. Were you even born, Andrew? I was born in 1982. Were you? You should remember a lot about this then. 29th of March, 1982. Have you got the newspaper from the, from the day you were born? No. Oh. Okay, here we go. Question one. 1982 was also the year of this. This time, more than any other time. This time, we're going to find a way. Find a way to get away this time. I remember this. Getting it all together. We'll get it right. Was that Nottingham Forest or was that no, England? England? England made their yeah, first England. appearance in a World Cup for 12 years and launched their campaign in style with their single This Time. But where did that single get to in the charts? Was it A, number three, B, number two, or C, number one? Number one, two well, or three? I, I think back at that time, quite patriotic because you've not been in the World Cup for a while, so people yeah. would be massively supporting. And it was quite a hair-tingling song, wasn't it? I mean, we were both singing along with it. You know, I, 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 I think I had one. it on a single. Yeah. I had it on a single. One. It might have been number two, but let's go for number let's one. Let's go for number one. Go for number one. It was number two. Bad <laughs> luck. Okay, question two. Despite going unbeaten, England were knocked out of the tournament on goal difference. But what had manager Ron Greenwood been offered prior to the World Cup that could have made all the difference? Was it A, Yuri Geller as team guru? B, training with the SAS in the Falklands? Or C, the services of a witch doctor? Yuri Geller, training with the SAS in the Falklands, or the services of a witch doctor. See, the SAS were only famous after the Iranian embassy siege, but I think that was 1979. Great band, great band. What was the first one? The first one, you, they're trying to switch it around a bit. I think it was. I think it's the SAS. Yuri Geller, oh, the SAS, yes, or, or the services of a witch doctor. Well, I don't know the witch doctor thing. It's not Yuri Geller, because he's been involved in other things, football. That's why they've thought of that, but... But it's the last. It could have been a witch doctor to trying to go down the Glen Hoddle route because he tried that later on. So I think it might have been the SAS. Yeah, we'll try the SAS. In the with the SAS, the answer is the services of a witch doctor. Oh, God. He politely declined and took Don Howe instead. Here we go. No goals so far. Question three. Which of the following did not make their debut in 1982? Good ball there for Barnes. Now can he take Leandro? John Barnes now. Michael all the way for England. Barnes. John Barnes there v Brazil. Uh, was it A, John Barnes, or was it this? <laughs> Countdown, or this? There we are, breakfast television. Right, Countdown was the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and the gone. second one was, that was a bit like, that was... Which uh, didn't make its debut in 82. So I'm thinking Countdown. Which of no, the Countdown did was not Channel make 4. their debut Channel in 1982. Countdown was the first show on Channel 4, and I think it was later than 82. Yeah, uh, so Channel it didn't 4. make its debut in 82. Oh, right, yeah, Countdown. So I think it's Countdown. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was about yeah. 84. Let's find out. It's bad <laughs> news. That's one of I really, really was convinced that by that was one. 1983. So in that round, you scored zero goals. <laughs> oh. Ivo and Natalie, a chance to really crawl back here. 1969. Crawl back into it. Ivo and Natalie, we're going to go back to relive the moment. Swindon Town were responsible for one of the greatest ever cup upsets at Wembley when the then third division club beat first division Arsenal to lift the League Cup in 1969. What a day for Swindon Town. Their supporters were ecstatic. But the scoring wasn't over yet. Rogers made it 3-1. Don Rogers was the hero of a team of heroes. Swindon Town had come to town and beaten one of the country's greatest football machines to win the coveted Football League Cup. And that was the moment Swindon beat Arsenal to win the League Cup in 1969. But what else do you remember of that landmark year? What else have you read? What else have you seen? Let's find out. Question one. The following day, the press described Arsenal as being too predictable and slaves to their own system. But how did they describe Swindon Town? Was it A, Dandy Davids who gutted Goliath? B, Small Town Cinderellas? C, 
Wiltshire warriors who outgunned the gunners. Sounds quite How nice, did they describe Swindon one. Town in 1969 following their League Cup victory? Dandy Davids who gutted Goliath, small town Cinderellas, or Wiltshire warriors who outgunned the gunners? Uh, I, th- oh, I mean, I love them all. I just <laughs> love all of this. Uh, but I don't think we were dandies. No. Uh, I think small town Cinderellas is a bit patronising, yeah, but I think that's are. the most likely. Do you? I th- Oh no! Well, I don't know. You You'd know better. Well, I don't know. This is your it was team. a long time ago. Um, <laughs> oh, going to push on, you. Go with your Cinderella. Going to push you. Yes, Cinderella, please. Going small town Cinderellas. It is small town yeah. Cinderellas. Yeah. One goal there. Question two. Condescension. After Swindon's victory in the League Cup final, it's very easy to forget that 1969 was also the year of this. I'm going to step off the limb. It's one small step for man. One. Yes, Neil Armstrong became the first person to set foot upon the moon, but which item of football memorabilia did he take with him and is still there? No. On the moon. Question A, a Swindon town scarf. (laughs) B, a New York Cosmos football. Or C, a pennant from Argentine team Independiente. Which one? Swindon town scarf, a New York Cosmos football, Independiente pennant. With a heavy heart, we must rule out Swindon Town Scarf. I was thinking that's the least likely (laughs) of the three. Um, Oh, there's something about the randomness of Independiente and a pennant. Can't beat a pennant. Going for that one. Here we go. That is the correct answer. There we are. Hector Rodriguez, Independiente's head of public relations, proposed before the takeoff of Apollo 11 to make the three astronauts honorary life members. If they are to be the greatest heroes of the century, they must be members of Independiente. Oh, very nice. And Swindon Town. No, not in Swindon Town. Very (laughs) Here's a scarf. Have a scarf. Here we are. That's two goals. Question three. 1969 also saw the release of this. The Beatles' swan song, Abbey Road, was released, the cover of which features the four of them crossing the road. But can you tell me who is the only footballer ever to appear on a Beatles album cover? Yes, yes. Lovely question, isn't it? Can you tell me who is the only footballer ever to appear on a Beatles album cover? Was it Jimmy Hill, Albert Stubbins, George Best? I thought George Best before the options came in, but is it too obvious? Jimmy Hill, Albert Stubbins, George Best. Best. I don't know who Albert Stubbins no, is. No, I, I was about to say, so give us Stubbins family. I don't know who Mr. Stubbins. What do we think is. this? Do we think this is Sergeant Pepper? Yeah, I reckon it's. I, I would have thought George Best would have worked. It's not the White Album. Sergeant Pepper. It's a shit. It's not on the White. The White Album is the White Album, but it's got a picture of Jimmy Hill on the back. Um, I. It's it. It's a shame to give such an obvious one, but we'd kick ourselves if we didn't oh, say George Best and it was so. George Best, so we're going to say George Best. So George Best, Stubbins. the answer is Albert Stubbins, yes. I'm afraid. Oh. Ah. He's a former Liverpool striker and he's the only football featured on the cover of Sergeant Pepper. The only other sportsman is boxer Sonny Liston. So two goals oh. from that. So at the end of that round, the scores are Aston Villa 24, Swindon Town 21. They're coming oh. back. Swindon Town are racing back. Still to come, the teams are subjected to the scrutiny of the general public and I test their power of recall when it comes to some of today's fixtures. That's all to come on Glory Hunters on TalkSport. Here on Glory Hunters, we believe in complete transparency. That's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play... A question of sport time. Can we have our first question, please? Hello, I'd like to ask the panel, which one thing would they abolish in sport? Which one thing would they abolish in sport? Ash, go for it. I would uh, get rid of substitutes. Like like I was saying, my grandpa played for a team. He never got substitutes. And in the game they won the league, the keeper broke his arm. And so they put it in a sling and he came up and he scored the winning goal with with a header. And uh, so I do that, and I get rid of extra time penalties and have crab football um, to to solve any indoors any or out- outdoors. Well, just on the pitch. Yeah. On the pitch. Just on the be- pitch. Benches yeah. folded yeah. over, or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As the goal, yeah. As the goal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember that now. Yeah. Great, lovely, a lovely memory you've brought up there. So I'm going to give you eight goals. For Thanks, that. Ash, man. Well done, Ivo. 
Uh, international football. Get oh. rid. More trouble than it's worth. <laughs> this week of all weeks. What's the point? We resent the break every single time. Uh, uh, c- countries can't handle each other. You've got to go to horrible places, encounter horrible people. Champions League's more exciting anyway. Bin it. Bin it off. And well, we missed the, the Premier match. Well, what about the, the World Cup? Who cares? Bin it off. I love the World Cup. I'm going to give you two goals. Natalie. The transfer window. I absolutely detest it. I think I prefer to go back to a time when teams could make changes up until the end of March. Uh, For a club like mine, Brentford, obviously, Mm. it's an unsettling time when you have the transfer window and and teams can hold you to ransom uh, up until that deadline. So I'd rather just get rid of the transfer window. And they still only use faxes. It's the only reason that faxes are still used. So any time in the tool you can transfer Up until the end of March, which is what they used to do before the transfer window. Okay, I like that. I'd go backwards with that as well. I'd say nine goals for that, Natalie Sawyer. Could we have our next question? Please. I'd like to ask the panel, when did they last celebrate someone else's defeat? When did you last celebrate someone else's defeat? Ivo Graham. Uh, I went to watch Man United away at Newcastle uh, last weekend because I was doing a kick-up in Newcastle. And it was thrilling to go to St James's Park, um, one of the great grounds of the UK. Uh, but also uh, to watch Man U at their lowest ebb. <laughs> it was pathetic. And I do feel sorry for Oligo and and I feel sorry for Andrew Ryan. Uh, but it was still exactly what we wanted to happen and the Newcastle fans absolutely loved it. Well, can I just say, the last time I saw Swindon on telly was when the TV show Campaign Will Take It Away went and collected money from the bailiffs from the reception office of Swindon because you were paying that the bills. Yeah, that was a real thing. I the knew. long staff, brother. You they knew were, it was coming. How were they? How were they? Matty, even before his goal, he was a nuisance. It was great to see. <laughs> how long do you think their staff was in, like, like, if you go back in time, in history, to, to create the name Longstaff? It's a great question, Charlie. I mean, it's got... going to have to have been a long staff, isn't it? Because everyone will have had a staff. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, my family's got staff now. And uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, I think long? the brother, I think the brothers did the long staff of their family. How much water proud. did Danny drink? Waters relatives drink <laughs> right. okay. so just no because we all drink water because yeah, yeah. you were there you gave us uh, a, a, it was a vignette wasn't it you, and it was I lovely you and you were there and you gave us the attitude of being there eight goals for Ivo Graham Ash uh, mine's Fulham I was I was happy that Fulham went down because I thought it was outrageous the way they, they beat Villa in the, our first chance to get in the Premier I just thought it was out of order and it got Villa into a lot of financial trouble as well because we were banking on winning that and it was a wasted it was a wasted opportunity. We all knew they weren't going to cut it in the Premier and uh, we should have just got that chance first time round. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like the answer because I feel like you're blaming Fulham for you not going up. Well, it was their fault, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't really because they just were better than you that season. Well, I, yeah. So I don't like well, no, that. It was so I'm going to give you two goals, Ash. Oh. Two goals. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Ryan. Last Sunday, Scotland, when we were beaten by Japan, I've moved sport to rugby now. I've got a serious issue with this, right? It's not with Scottish people or the Scottish players or the Scottish fans. It's with Gregor Townsend, the manager, okay? You go back a week. The typhoon was heading for the Ireland-Samoa game, right? And Gregor Townsend was interviewed and he was asked that the Ireland-Samoa game, which is our final group game in the group, could be postponed, could be cancelled. And Gregor responded with, the rules are the rules. The Ireland game cannot be postponed. It has to be played that day. If it cannot be played that day, then it's two points for each team, which would benefit Scotland. Mm-hmm. Then the typhoon changed course, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And it now impact was going to impact the Scotland-Japan game. Oh, what a change of tone from <laughs> Gregor Townsend, right? So basically, Gregor Townsend now, his World Cup is on the line with the typhoon. He comes out, but last week he knew the rules. This week he, he comes out then when it's the Scotland game. On the trade, he goes, what do we need? We need officials. We need players. The way I read the rules was that you can't change the days, but you can change venues and contingencies can be put in place. I've since been told that there is a force majeure, measures in the rules, that things can change because of exceptional circumstances. If that means Monday, because it takes a day for things to be put back in order, then who knows? But right now, I think that could be done, right? So what he's saying is, when the Ireland game was under threat, Rules are rules. Tough luck, Ireland. When mm. the Scotland game is on the thread, oh, I found these new yeah. rules. That yeah. means we could change the date. Yeah. So, basically, I'm delighted they lost. I was really happy, yeah. right? And I'm, he, he, he basically wanted one rule for us and one rule yeah. for them. So, you know what? You can walk 500 miles yeah. home and you can keep walking. It's like the oh. Remainers, isn't it? Oh. It's like the Remainers yeah. argument. Very, very good yeah. answer. Yeah. But I want to sell tickets next to Edinburgh. So, um, I'm going to say <laughs> no, it's a good answer. It was, it was quite wordy, wasn't it? You, you seem to have his complete quote in front of you there. Unless, yeah, you, I'm still, unless you'd remember research. that. No, because oh, rugby, rugby is not football, right? Rugby oh, is about respect. Okay? A good rugby answer. is about respect. And Gregor Townsend changed the view 
for his team, yeah. which I think was a disgrace. The Irish camp came out and said, we'll play by ear and see what happens. We know the rules. We signed the contract. Now Gregor Townsend wanted to change the contract after he signed. He meant it. You meant it. I'm going to give you, you eight, be in Parliament, yeah, man. eight goals for meaning it. Natalie Ooh. Sawyer. Well, uh, like Ash, I, I was quite pleased that Fulham went down. Yeah. Uh, well, a Fulham, yeah. Fulham I know, I know and I'm sorry for that, yeah. but that is partly down to the That's West London done. rivalry. So it just Ooh. adds the Ooh. extra yeah. team from West London in the championship yeah. alongside QPR. Right now, they're probably laughing at Brentford because they were both doing a lot better than us. But equally, I did also laugh. Again, I'm sort of signing with with Aston Villa nice here one, nice one. when when Derby lost in the yeah. playoff final yeah. because yeah, yeah. I felt they over-celebrated when they beat Leeds. Yeah. So it was, for me, their comeuppance. You've gone after yeah, two exactly. teams. I there. have. Two I have. teams. I like yeah. Two yeah. teams who are I still like, in the championship. I like the angry bitter, Natalie. I thought it was <gasps> good. I'm going to give you nine goals, oh. Natalie. There we are. So a lovely question of sport time round, which means at the end of that round, the scores are... 49 all! Oh. It's 49 all! Unreal. Go to the judges. So next up, our two team captains will attempt to lead from the front in captain's corner before both teams go all out for glory in the round we call injury time here on Glory Hunters on Talk Sports. This is Glory Hunters here on TalkSport, where today Aston Villa, in the form of Ash Gould and Andrew Ryan, have 49 goals, while Swindon Town, represented by Ivo Graham and Natalie Sawyer, also have 49 goals. It's 49 all. So exciting. Time now, however, for our two team captains to earn their corn as they argue either for or against a motion that I propose. Imagine a six-form debate if indeed the six-form college had been placed on special measures by Ofsted. The motion up for debate today is This House Believes a Player Should Always Put Club Before Country. Arguing for that motion is Natalie Sawyer and arguing against is Andrew Ryan. You each have 30 seconds. Andrew, the floor is yours. People think that playing for your country is one of the greatest honours. Well, ask Ryan Giggs and Paul Scholes, who both quit early. OK, the World Cup, for example, over 150 teams try and qualify, only 32 can turn up. Basically, playing for your country, especially England, is basically for Millwall fans, Ipswich fans, Oldham fans, who their own domestic leagues teams don't actually do anything. To them, it's Europe away. Man United fans, Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, we're not interested in it. One minute, Harry Kane has been booed by the Arsenal fans, then he's been cheered if he puts on an England jersey. It's all fake cheering on. It's boring. There's tournaments only every two years. And also, if you make a mistake, the press and the media attack you. For me, in my country, Ireland, we're going around England looking for players whose grandparents once flew over Ireland that we can try and get them to play for our team. We're desperate. We don't even qualify for most things anyway. I think it's a waste of time. It's just more disappointment. Play for the team that pays your wages. Don't play for the, the team that's going to scream at you and tell you you're not good enough. Natalie, you have 30 seconds to oh, respond. Destroying. Well, <laughs> I'll try my best. Players should put country before club. Of course they, they should, because it's unique to be amongst a small band of brothers, if you will, brought together under one flag. A player can chop and change their team, but the same can't be said for a country. It is in your heart. The World Cup is probably the most attractive sporting event on the planet. It's an occasion when even those who aren't interested in football get swept up in the euphoria of it. Does that happen with domestic? football? I don't think so because that becomes more divisive and even more tribal. Players at a World Cup start a tournament simply well known in their own country and become international stars by the end of it. Would Yap Stam, for example, have moved to Old Trafford from PSV had he not commanded the Dutch defence so well at France 98? Or would winning the Golden Boot in Mexico 86 not have helped Gary Lineker in his move to the new camp from Everton? I think it did. So you can dismiss the international scene, but it has proved a very happy hunting ground for domestic clubs and players should be grateful for it as it can be a life changer. That was the argument today. Well. What's that? <laughs> can also ruin your life I as well. That's you. the risk you take when you roll the dice, Andrew. <laughs> Sawyer's destroyed I, you. I, Andrew, you made some very good points, but I just found it so depressing, your argument. I just, it, 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 you have supporting against the motion. I know. I didn't like it, and I, I just think that international football and playing for your country should be a celebration of football as the World no. Cup is which is what Natalie bought into it I'm going to side with Natalie you oh, can I, sense that yeah I don't you mind that I don't that mind that because you're a Torquay fan aren't I am you? a Torquay so, fan so back up my Millwall yeah. Ipswich yeah. Torquay that's yeah, your Europe away yes yeah, exactly because I'm a Man United fan so I'm used to big this competition this is listen we've no, had like internationals play for us Neville Southall played for us Chris Waddles played for us Rodney Jack played for Lambada FC 
and uh, is a St. Vincent international. So we have had internationals play yeah. for us, and I'm still going to side with Natalie, and she gets the five goals for Swindon. Oh, Town. there we Natalie, are. Natalie, have no you ever been points. to England games? Yes, I have. Oh, have you? How many have you been to? Uh, I'd say a handful. Oh, right, so big international fan here. <laughs> Well, it's difficult when you have split loyalty. <laughs> I have in my house. They are pretty this dull, bit actually. now is meant to be the nice <laughs> chat section. Yeah. I think Andrew's still bitter. Ash. Yes. Talk radio, you work a lot on, don't you? Talk radio, I work with there James now. James Whale. How long have you been there? Years. Well, I've been 25 years. He, I worked with him for 13 years. Oh, and right. then I, worked, I worked a lot on TalkSport with Max Rushton and oh, yeah. Sports Bar and, you know, with Lovely. Cody and Goldstein. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, he came back after Big Brother. So we're back together, me and Whale, uh, yeah. 7 till 10 on talk radio and it's ba basically mainly brexit at the moment for the last few years so. what what calls stick out to you if you think now do you what go calls? that was a mad one in the 25 years yeah. um well, we've had cra i've had all the emergency services there we've had fire engines we've had police we've had the bomb squad because because uh, ambulances take because one of the engineers fell off and a ladder while we were on air and they had to come in with stretchers and we set fire alarms off we had a bomb sensor but it was a fake bomb and we refused to leave the studio, and I got in trouble with the police. And yeah, sort of. Well, you refused to leave the studio because well, of really the bomb. Well, I didn't refuse, but Wale refused, so I had to sort of back him up and refuse. And how did you know it was a, how did you know it was a fake bomb? Did that bomb? Well, the guy came in from the bomb squad, and he literally just looked and went, "No, it's fake." But all the police didn't know, but the bomb squad knew straight away. He went, "No, it's just a, it's just a clock." But the with fact wires. that you say James stayed on, were you there going, "Come on, we need to get well, out"? What happened is, I thought this is a great time. I can go and have a fag because at that day it wasn't illegal then. Oh, so right. I went out have a fag, and I didn't realise the whole building hadn't been cleared there was a copper there and I said um, I need to go back now he goes no you've come out you can't go back in so James was just there on the mic and luckily the bomb squad came not long after that it's like, it's like, like a bouncer in a nightclub you've gone out now mate you can't <laughs> come back in you get weird things sent to you tag your hand stamp you you get weird things sent to you by uh, listeners uh, there was some, a listener who sent in a box opened it and there was just two pheasants in there they hadn't even been unplugged were you game oh. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, come on he's working every night of the week on the circuit and he's honing those skills. I've ever had anything left for you at um, <laughs> like any of your shows at any of the art centres or student. <laughs> Um, I got a letter after a, uh, a tour show I did at the Taunton Brew House. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a handwritten letter, very excited, very on brand, but it was from a, um, a woman who said that uh, she thought the show was actually a bit heavy in the second half and had I considered a musical accompaniment to lighten it up. <laughs> That would be nice. What sort of was she thinking? A lute? Well, I can see you know. with a lutist. That's how he does it now. That's how yeah. he does it. It was a. It was. I thought it was a funny show, but she thought it was actually quite a sad story, which would have welcomed some sort of orchestral. <laughs> That would have been nice. Well, there we are. In the dying moments of the game, we now move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. The current score is 54 to Swindon, 49 to Aston Villa. So remember, you're up against the clock. Speed is of the essence. Losing side goes first, which for the first time in the game is so we just Aston shouting. Villa. Well, what do we do here? Now? I'm going to list a number of footballers who embarked upon careers in other sports. You need to tell me which are true or false. It's true or false. Right, right. True right. or okay, false. Man. Do you understand? Yeah, man. Okay. Right. Your time starts now. Peter Check, ice hockey. True. True. true yeah. It is true. true. Neil Shipley, fencing. False. It's false. Clive Allen, American football. True. It's London true. London Monarchs. Scott Minto, NASCAR. For, uh... True. It's false. Bruce Arena, lacrosse. True. It's true. Owen Hargreave, speed skating. No, false. false. It's false. Grant Holt, wrestling. True. It's true. Danny Higginbottom, cycling. False. It is false. Paola Maldini, tennis. False. false. It's true. Joe Hart, cricket. False. It's true. Andy Hinchcliffe, modern pentathlon. False. It is false. Gabriel Batistuta, polo. False. It's true. Danny Murphy, baseball. False. It's false. Leon McKenzie, boxing. True. It's true. true yeah. Robbie Savage, parkour. False. It is false. Julian Dix, golf. True. It is true. Jersey Dudek, motor racing. True. true. It's true. Dwight York, speed skating. False. false. It is false. Kevin Moran, Gaelic football. True. It yes. is true. Okay, at the end of that round, you scored 15 takes you to 64, which Swindon Town, Ivo and Natalie means you need 11 to win. So the following are a list of films that include footballers in acting roles. 
I need no. you to tell me which are true or false. Do you understand the question? Do. You do. Okay, do. here we go. Your time starts now. Downton Abbey, Sean Dyche. False. It is false. The Fifth Element, Fitz Hall. False. It's true. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, Gary Lineker. False. It is false. Saturday Night Fever, Kevin Keegan. True. It's false. Basic Instinct 2, Stan Collymore. True. It's true. The Lego Batman movie, Antoine Griezmann. True. true. It is true. Voiced Superman in the French version of the film. The favourite, Michael Owen. False. It is false. The Theory of Everything, Frank LaBeouf. True. It is true. A Beautiful Mind, Jason McAteer. False. It is false. Asterix at the Olympic Games, Eric Cantona. True. It is true. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, David Beckham. True. It is true. Bohemian Rhapsody, Jermaine Janus. False. It's false. A Shot at Glory, Ali McCoist. True. It is true. The Long Good Friday, Garth Crooks. False. It is false. Gun of the Black Sun, Ian Wright. False. It is true. Spice World the Movie, Roy Keane. False. It is false. Spider-Man New Generation, Olivier Giroud. False. It's true. There it is, there it is, the end of that round. Frank LaBeouf was in the theory of everything. Yeah, he went to be an actor, I remember. So at the end of that round, you scored 13 points, <gasps> no. which means the final score <laughs> is Swindon Town, 67, Aston Villa, 64. There we are, Aston Villa. Ash, do you want to give us a bland and empty post-match reaction? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a bit upset and that, but I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a bit like 1994, reliving 94 when we were both in the Premier League. Yeah, so happy out, times. But, uh, yeah, not not too happy about not it, really. About it. Okay, well, to our winners, we say... I love football, Stan! I love it! Here we are in the losers. You can hear what those fans think. They're answering you with you're not fit to wear the shirt. My thanks to Natalie, Andrew, Ash and Ivo. Join us again at 9.30 next Sunday on TalkSport. So until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There we are, a late. Came in late oh, at the end there, Ivo and Natalie. Fought back. I knew that virus might come into play. It did, it, did, it was like, it, like you yeah, were drained yeah, by the end yeah, of it. Yeah. I no, thought Ash had a good sporting knowledge. I was told yeah, this before no, the start of the quiz. What made you think that, man? <laughs> you, you got very angry about international football during that. Yeah, Andrew. because like, like I'm not going to yeah. lie, but let's not have those rants again. We've had the rant. We all heard it. Anyway, there we are. Thanks for listening to Glory Hunters. Do subscribe, rate, and review us, and tell all your friends. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.